And welcome to the Pop Blast. Good morning. You alright? I'm just dandy. How are you? I'm, yeah, fine dandy. Uh, the weather's on and off and all that carry on. It's wet. It is wet. It was very, uh, yeah, it was very loud this morning, wasn't it? Um. Or did I just imagine it? Why am I imagining rain? I don't think it, no it wasn't. I didn't know it was raining until I opened the door. Oh, I don't know. It's probably my music at night, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what have you been watching, listening and playing and whatnot? I've <laughs> uh, been watching Pirates of the Caribbean. I've been getting my little one into them. Oh, right, okay. Mm-hmm. She's kind of digging it. She likes the mermaids. Yeah. She thinks Captain Jack's a, a hero. Yes, a reluctant one. Well, to a four-year-old, he's just cool. Yeah, well, he is cool to everyone else. Uh, last night, he turned up in, I think it was Sheffield, uh, to sing with Beck. Johnny Depp did? Yeah. He flew, right? Yeah, flew over to the UK. Beck's, uh, because him and Beck released a song, I think, it was it in 2020, something like know. that? They released a song together called, I think, Sorrow, maybe, or in uh, Sorrow, Insomnia, in something. They did a song together. Right. <laughs> and he came over and decided to sing it with him, and apparently he was amazing. He is amazing to watch live. Yeah, so so that's that's what he did last night. That's rather cool. It's a nice fellow, isn't it? I mean, we're talking about watching and we're gonna I'm gonna go about inhumans and stuff like that. But we have been watching the trial, haven't we? Mm-hmm. And You're f- well into it now. Yeah. At first I was they're both as bad as each other, they just need help. The the fact that this is airing publicly is is is, is bad for the two of them. Blah de blah de blah. Um, you know, trying to be neutral. I try and do that in everything. But my goodness me, I don't know. After the third day of watching it, and I started watching it maybe in the second week. Mm-hmm. So I've watched five weeks of it. And from just watching it every now and again, doing the catch-ups. So you telling me what's going on? I ended up just watching the trial live. Mm-hmm. And it's, I don't want to whatever. But I think it's fairly obvious to anybody watching it what has actually gone down here because mm-hmm. the the things that Amber Heard says happened, at first she doesn't mention them, then she starts mentioning them, and then they start becoming horrific, mm-hmm. absolutely horrific, despicable things. It's like her story is constantly changing. She doesn't get the reaction she wants, so she ups it. Yeah. There's a there's a Me Too mo- movement, and and that's very important. And it's people like Kevin Spacey and... Um, Weinstein. Yeah, so Weinstein. They're, they're you know, this they're getting... They're just desserts. Mm-hmm. These, these things are coming out, and finally people are... A, you know they've they found a space in which they are more comfortable telling the truth mm-hmm. of of these vile people but the thing is there is no me too when it comes to Johnny Depp nobody else nobody else is saying anything no one's crawling out the woodwork to say yes that happened to me too mm-hmm. he's he is a terrible the person the op- opposite actually the uh, yeah the opposite is true I don't doubt them two being together was not good for each other. They were not good for each other. He rushed into it. 
while filming the run diaries she's she's got her own motivations for for being with johnny depp but the minute they're together they were not a good couple and they should not have been together and and the the, the pair of them should have recognized that and moved away but and, and he said some pretty vile things about her and he mm-hmm. and he was texting his friends some horrible horrible nonsense about her but did he physically do anything to her i really don't think he did and i we'll see what the uh jury say probably by the time this podcast comes out we mm. would have had a uh, a verdict and if it doesn't go johnny's way i'd be very surprised i'd want to know what they saw that i didn't exactly yeah it will uh, moving on uh i watched the inhumans i've i've got to the second episode and I am not loving it. No, I'm team bad guys. <laughs> the the Inhumans, right? They're they're living on the dark side of the moon. Okay. Yeah, and they have the Terrigen there, and they have a little performance every now and again. They see what the Terrigen does to one of their kind, mm-hmm. and what powers they get. Oh, we got a flyer. This girl got butterfly wings. Oh, she's a beautiful butterfly. You know what I mean. <laughs> the ones that don't get any powers have to go and s- go and work down the mines as slaves right. for the Inhumans, and and the, the you know Ramsey Bolton from Game of Thrones, mm. he's he's the you know the bad guys because obviously, and they've rebelled, cast out the Inhumans and have taken over their own, taken over the moon and so well, you know I didn't realize that's what it was. Yeah, it's just I'm with him. I'm a Republican anyway, and and the idea of slavery is is abhorrent. So, yeah, I'm with him. The Inhumans are disgusted in this, just because they're a royal family, and that's what they are in it. They're the royal family. I see. I'm just not into it at all. Oh dear. So that's Inhumans for you. That's only two episodes. I don't care about watching the rest. I gave up on their Runaways as well. Yeah. I watched the second episode of the second series. I haven't watched the first series, and it is completely nonsensical still. Hmm. I think that the writing is completely incoherent, and the directing is terrible. I kept on looking for a director like uh, Roseanne uh, Dawson to come up. Mm-hmm. Because I like her, and she does a lot of, sorry, Roxanne Dawson. She does a lot of um, directing for these TV sci-fi TV shows. And I thought, oh, please don't let her turn up because th- th- I don't want to put you in with the same pool as these terrible directors. Oh dear. Yeah. So that's that. So not very, not very good. No. For watching, is it? Obviously, we watched Kenobi and Stranger Things. Yes. And that's all on our separate little pod blast that we we sent out at the beginning of the week, isn't it? Mm-hmm. We so, don't want to give anything away. You have to watch it though. Yeah, I don't think we'll be doing spoilery reviews. Give it maybe next week, and we can because you know if you haven't watched Strange Things by then, and you you you're not anticipating uh, July when it comes back again, then I can't help you. Yeah, unless but, you're going to watch it all in one go. In it, Kenobi will wait for. Um, We'll wait for it to finish, I think, and then we can we can talk about it properly, can't we? What mm-hmm. we thought of the whole thing. Uh, what have you been listening to? Uh, Lady Gaga has a new song out. Oh, I, don't, I don't like it. It's for oh, the new Mission Impossible. Not Mission Impossible. 
Yeah, Mission Impossible. There's a Mission Impossible coming out. And Maverick, isn't there? Maverick, that one is for Oh, is that? that? Yeah, I don't like it. Everyone's talking about Maverick, aren't they? Yeah, someone said to me, do you want to go and watch it? No, I don't want to go and watch Tom Cruise ever. Spoon my eyeballs out first, thanks. Yeah. Unless it's Lestat. No. Yeah. I, I, um, yeah, I, I was never in with that whole Top Gun thing. I Also, I watched Hot Shots several times before I watched Top Gun. Mm. So Top Gun is a parody of Hot Shots to me. I can't take it seriously because Hot Shots already did it. I did that. I know it was the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right, yeah, with yeah. Uh, Repossessed. We watched Repossessed loads and then <laughs> my mum said, yeah, this will really scare you girls. Put it on and me and me and my sister laughed all the way through it because we expected yeah. to get Repossessed. And <laughs> apparently my stepdad turned to my mum and said, there's something really wrong with your kid. <laughs> he was correct. I went and seen The Exist uh, at the cinema. Mm-hmm. It was it was on limited release because it'd been banned in this country, mm-hmm. hadn't it? So we went and seen it, and I think it was the same time as Ace Ventura: Pet Detective Two, because as we, me, there was a bunch of us, like eight or nine of us, bought tickets to to go into The Exist. As we walked up to the you know to the to the screen doors, you can either go down the odd number end or the even number end. Mm-hmm. Pickett, our mate, went off on his own to go and watch Ace Ventura and said, I'm not watching that. <laughs> and that he'd secretly bought a ticket to, to Ace clever. Ventura. So he went and sat and watched it on his own. Well, if you don't like that sort of thing, it's really not for you. Isn't it? Yeah, it is a bit graphic, isn't it? Can be. What have I been listening to? Mm-hmm. I haven't been listening to Play Away Audiobooks. <laughs> I ordered a Play Away Audiobook on no. eBay. And it didn't arrive. It was a. It was just a normal CD. Oh my gosh! Did you give them a scathing review? You know I did, <laughs> because you can't get away with that kind of nonsense. Not if you're selling it to you, they can't. Well, you know what I mean. The picture was a play away audiobook. Mm-hmm. It was described as a play away audiobook. So I thought, right, I'm buying a play away audiobook, and what arrived was uh, a C uh, a CD ROM. That can't be played mm. on normal, you know, on normal uh, CD players. You have to put it in a computer. I it's see. like who does that? And uh, no one does. I believe they asked you to uh, adjust your scathing review. Yeah, they asked me to adjust the review. I mean, the re- all the review said really was, "I got played." Fair enough, I got played. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and when they asked for me to change the review, I just you know I said again, you know, this is what I searched for. This is what I. This is what you inferred you were selling. You played me and I fell for it and I wasted my time and my money on it. And and But I have accepted that I have been played. You've got to accept the bad review because it is what happened, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So that's that. Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, I'm playing very briefly. I've been playing lots of DayZ still. Right. On private servers. So they have different rules on their traders that kind of thing, still spend half my life dying in, dying in bushes of influenza, looking for nails. That's my that's my uh, life on on Daisy. Either that or searching some garage. I searched in some garages the other day. Three garages in a row. Door number one, there was a fence in the way. Open door number two, there was a fence in the way. Open door number three, and there was a car parked in there. And then I got shot in the face by the guy that was lying down next to it that I didn't see. <laughs> I don't think you're very good at this game. I I know. I what I do is try and avoid people. It's very difficult to just. I just want a base. 
I just want a base, Samantha. I want a base with just some normal then. With some with some barrels in it so that I can stick you know, go and collect stuff. I like looting. It's, do you know what I mean? I'm going into this house. What will I find? That's the game for me. <laughs> is that the game, though? It, to a certain extent, yes, that is the game. But what you, what it is, is, you know, it's zombie survival. Do you trust people? Do you not trust people? Will they talk to you? Will they just attack you? Uh, generally, you won't even see them. I was searching a block of flats the other day. It's it's obviously been an old base that's been raided, and I'm going up this buckle flats, going oh, very interesting, finding the odd thing in some abandoned crates, and single shot back of the head, <laughs> down. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Oh dear, <laughs> doesn't sound like a very nice game at all. I do like it though. Um, you're not playing anything yet. You will be onto it, I'm sure. But maybe not. You know, I mean, I like the idea of it, but I really don't play anymore. We'll see what happens. Right, what are we going on to? We're going on to Skyfall today, 2012 and oh, all that right, business. Yeah. This is the highest grossing Bond ever at $1.1 billion. Wow. It's This is the first time it's done that. Adjusted for inflation, Thunderball did just under that. Mm-hmm. But generally speaking, this is the one. They took a little bit longer to do it because Quantum of Solace, even though it did really well, it cost a lot of money to make because of the, the, the writer's strike and what have you. Mm. So they just sort of took a step back, decided to, yeah, let's 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 get this right. Let's do what we're doing. Craig was very much of thought that this would be his last bond here. He ever wants to do three. And so he he was just like, let's get this just get it done. Let's just get it done. He got on well with uh what's his face with Bordem in this mm-hmm. because they both they bonded over rugby. Oh, right. Plus Daniel Craig used to play for Hoylake, didn't he? Oh, he's he? a local boy. Is he really? He's from the Wirral. And that's local, is it? We're on. Well, we're on the Wirral. We're not there anymore, are we? You can't claim the Wirral was part of this poop hole. Well, it was for a long time. It's just that they decided to change borders and we became Cheshire rather than Wirral. We were South Wirral for years. In fact, yeah, we were because we were L. Mm-hmm. So we were part of Liverpool and then they changed the borders so we became CH Cheshire. Yeah, but... That- Still don't think we can claim Daniel. There's still people that, that write down, oh, we've got to do that because otherwise what you're leaving us with, John Prescott, he went to the local school. <laughs> well, you've got to have, you got to take whatever's there. Oh, and uh, and Lee from Steps. Mm. He was in the year above me in school. Do you know, I don't remember him. Do you think he remembers he played you? Da- no, he does remember me. Oh. I know because I met his cousin. I met his cousin a few years back. And she, she'd mentioned to him that she talked to me, and he said, "Oh right, yeah, David, the briefcase. How's he doing?" No so, way. so the he remembers me. I really don't remember him. All how right. how sad is that? I'm not doing that to be cool, and, <laughs> or anything. Uh, I just don't remember. I think I'd have to meet him again and talk to him. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then I'd probably know who he is. Right. But as as Lee from Steps, I, I don't recognise that person. Right. Funny that, isn't it? Yes, yeah. Um, anyway, should we go and watch Skyfall? Oh, yes, do let's. <laughs> so I stop talking. That would be helpful. <laughs> uh, and we'll uh, see you in a minute. Okay, bye-bye.
you want to? And we're back. Oh my, and we're oh, back. Oh no, in. no, it's your thing. <laughs> and we're back. Yay. I don't know whether I'm keeping that little bit in. I was saying. Do it. <laughs> uh, what did you think of that overall? Um, It was okay. It was okay, wasn't it? It was... I thought it, it was a really beautiful, well-shot film. And, you know, scoring it, I can tell that there's a lot of elements in this that have done really well. Mm-hmm. But did it feel like a Bond film? I'm not sure. We've never known so much about him as we do in this one, so it's sort of a bit like, hmm. Yeah, there's that... You know the mystery, the, the the veil gets lifted slightly from the character, and of course James Bond Home Alone, yeah, which is what it turns into towards yeah, you said the that, end. Didn't you? <laughs> Albert Finney's in it though. Albert Finney. Funny thing is, and getting ahead of ourselves here, that was written for Sean Connery. Oh really? You know, a dour Scottish. Not a Salford lad then. No, no, looking after. Why didn't Sean do it? I think in the end it would have taken away from Bond. Yeah, it would have been strange. You can't do that to him. I, I don't care whether that, you know, it would be nice, especially for, you know, but I, no. No, I, I'm glad it wasn't. I'm glad it was Albert Finney because he was brilliant. Yeah. He's brilliant in everything that he's is in, really, isn't he? Yes, he is, yeah. Um, let's start at the beginning, shall we? Start with the pre-title sequence. And can I ask your score? Five. Just a Five. Wow, I gave it a nine. It was a bit flat. Do you think so? Yeah. I thought it was very exciting. It was action-packed. You had you had the market, racing around the market. You had the rooftops. You had the train, 360 excavator. You got M making the decision that she did. It and, felt and... like I'd watched it before. Right, okay. In a different film. Okay. Like it was something that I'd seen loads. But I've never watched that one before. Right. So you f- mm. I suppose it's... Felt like every other action film. Okay. Didn't didn't feel Bondy. Right, okay. So, um, yeah, it was flat and predictable. And I never know what's going to happen next. Okay. What do you think of getting shot? Well, he's a spy. He should get shot all the time. Yeah. You're a spy that never gets shot. James Bond 366th yeah. anniversary. The spy that never gets shot. I um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was well shot. It's, I mean, we'll get on to Bond in a bit, but it's it's a testament to to Daniel Craig to how much effort he put into these movies mm-hmm. because it's amazing. It's nice to see a, a, a three sixty excavator being used as well. Oh yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> uh, really good set piece. Someone's come up with that idea and gone. Where can we put that? I know we'll put it in the pre-title sequence. My only real issue with it, where I've minus the point is, I don't understand how a direct train going straight through a mountain is slower than Money Penny. In a jeep on a windy road, climbing up to where that train track is, there's no way she could have got ahead. I think the laws of physics went a bit doolally. Yeah, it's a magical train, and she was a, she was ahead of them. Mm-hmm. So she was, you know, she was waiting for the shot. Take the shot. I don't know how how physics works in Bond, but Money Penny really uh, <laughs> getting ahead yeah. of that train um, was very odd. 
movie magic gone wrong, that bit where he's falling down the waterfall. It looks like one of them resuscitated Annie dolls. Yes. I was, oh, it was awful. It's like, that's a doll. <laughs> that's a doll, that is. Not even a stunt man. Stunt doll? Like back in the day? Porcelain one smashes on the bottom of the uh, the river. Oh dear. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I I enjoyed that. I'm you know, I suppose you, you know that's fair enough. You demand more from your from your movies, mm-hmm. and so you gave it the the, the points that you did. I'm it's not going to argue generic. with you. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Uh, what about music? Two. A two. <laughs> I know the reason why. I've given it an eight. It's got two points for the two times that. The proper Bond music was played at yeah. the right moments. Yeah. Other than that, blah. and of course it's Adele, and she's just not powerful enough. The song was pants. Right. Okay. I um. Right, so it's Thomas Newman doing the music, uh, which is a change, but it's. I think he does it really well. We do get the Bond theme throughout. We get the Goldfinger f- theme sort of coming through and the the little the little denim yeah you know just every now and again and it's and it makes me think wow this is i'm watching bond he's got Mm -hmm. he has got this right there are bits in it i thought that his romantic themes were better than his action themes his action themes weren't that good um i've minus but i I would have still given it a 10 out of 10 because i think as a as a score, it's amazing. I've minus the two because of Adele. Adele, it's not just me. It's again, me being all, oh, yeah, don't like Adele. I listen to that, and the amount of <laughs> air intakes while she's breathing. Singing. While she, sorry, while she's singing. And she's practice, practicing her scales while she sings. <laughs> All of that business, I hate that. It wasn't what, powerful enough. It was just like yeah. yeah when when, you you, think, when you're ready, Adele, belt yeah, it out. When you think about those old, those older singers, you're not hearing the breath intakes and the and and they don't need to do the scale practices halfway through a song because they're they're belting these songs out and mm-hmm. they sound amazing. This, to me, just sounded like. Just generic, you know, 2000s, oh, this is what everyone sounds like. And it started sounding really noisy towards the end of the theme. So I'm not into I'm not into the theme. Loved the score. Mm-hmm. Not into the theme. No, didn't, didn't like the, the theme song at all. No. Right. Okay, fair enough. What did you give Bond this time round? Ten. A ten. I gave him a ten. Back yeah. up to a ten. I liked that he was injured and he needed a minute. Like yeah, burnt yeah. out Bond. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was. Uh, you know, his shoulder was wounded. I don't really understand why after months he'd suddenly pull out shrapnel, as if he didn't know it was there. Why would he have left that in? Uh, he he left it in so that when it came out, it could still be used as evidence forensically. It's the same as when it went in. So when he takes it out, he. But he- he could have bagged it up. Yeah, he could have. Yeah, because if he wasn't going back, he wouldn't have left it in. Yeah, there's, he could have bagged it up. And there's, of course, the fact that if you leave metal shards or wood shards or anything like that beneath your skin, it moves and starts to go in, inside yeah. your body. It, it starts to travel, doesn't it? So, 
Yeah, a bit daft. That for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, but then we'll get onto that with plot because some of the some of this film, this is where it suffers is the plot. It's mm. it's such a good it's got so, it's got brilliant parts to this movie, like Bond getting ten out of ten mm-hmm. easily. But it's yeah, it suffers there. I this is Bond again so this is Craig again doing his own stunts and so this is the reason why you get at the end of every film I'm not doing another Bond again Mm -hmm. it's because he puts so much into it and you can see that in this film Mm -hmm. you can see him jumping around uh, sliding down those those escalators and things it's him doing it he went flying didn't he he really did Um, he's just and in evening shoes and in evening shoes yeah um so the same thing happened to Bond as what happened to Silver, mm-hmm. but the difference is that Bond is all about duty, and so when he saw what happened to MI6 headquarters, he, he stood to attention mm-hmm. and he was he was ready to ready to to start defending the 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 UK again as he's been trained to do exactly, and that's the that's the difference between the two. But they were both portrayed by M in this. They're both the same agents. She used, he used to be her best agent, as as Double O Seven is now. Maybe, maybe he was Double O Seven. Have we moved on to baddies now? No, no, not quite yet. Well, right. well, I'm just. It's just a general. You know, I'm talking about Bond mm-hmm. by talking about the villain because they both have the same. It's they they have the same thing happen to them mm-hmm. via M. M gets him shot and killed, and. As far as anyone's concerned, he's gone. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't languish in his own... He also wasn't being tortured. He was, because he was getting drunk, wasn't he? Yeah, he was torturing himself. No, I mean, he wasn't in... He was languishing by getting drunk, but he wasn't being tortured like the other fellow was. Yeah. I will say, though, and we both mentioned this, that Daniel Craig's run <laughs> is a strange run. It is. It's, it's like... And it doesn't seem to make him any faster. No, it's a very. It's like how you run when you're five, and we see boys running, and it's like <laughs> yeah. I'm like, and the girls look like, why are they running like that? Yeah, and that was what it was. Arms up, knees up. Arms up, knees bent. Rah rah yeah. rah. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's very odd. It just yeah, and he doesn't seem to be getting anywhere any faster. So I'm no, not sure about the technique f- at yeah, all. He doesn't seem to go faster. In fact, when his arms go up, his knees go up, he seems to slow down, and you <laughs> can just see this straight like so he's got to stick up his bum, like this straight backed. Yeah, proper straight backed run. No. Other than that, he's a brilliant Bond, yeah, and he put in the such a good performance because the amount that you've got in this, the you, the doing his best, the betrayal, the the having a bit of a having a bit of drink and taking some time out, the call to duty again, the and the the stepping back into it and and becoming Bond again by the end because he wasn't Bond when he was signed off, obviously, mm-hmm. on all his tests. But by the time you get to the end of the movie, it's like, yeah, well, Bond's back. And he can wear a suit. My goodness, can he wear a suit? Mm-hmm. Again, just like last, the last film that we watched, he's the tailoring mm-hmm. in the film is is brilliant, isn't it? Yeah, it is. What did you give for Baddy? Ten. Ten. I gave it a nine. Yeah. It was a. It was a good Baddy. He was. A... He was believably scary. Yeah, he was. He was menacing. He was menacing. He was bad. He was a bad guy. I should have given him a 10 out of 10 because he's done something that no other Bond baddie has ever done. 
He won. Mm. What's the thing he set out to do? Get well, he, M. well, he did it. Emma, as uh, Albert Finney called yeah. It's nice to meet you, Emma, with my very muddled accent. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when I, th- I think I've had a stroke, but every now and then I go really Mancunian. Yes. Did you notice that? Yes. He's, it's one of his last films, this. Is it? Yeah. I love Albert Finney so much. Yeah, Silver. I, I like Bardem has done really well. He's a big, menacing guy. He's a big guy, isn't he? Yeah. He's he was perfect for it. You said why did they blonde him up? I'm I'm wondering why they blonded up. They might as well have just you know. And he had blue eyes. Yeah, it's it, it is it is odd that they do that. You do get Hispanics though that are blonde hair and blue eyes. Yeah. So it does happen. Yeah, but he it doesn't that isn't him, and there was no reason for it. it doesn't really do anything. You might as well. I, it don't matter. I, his performance was was brilliant. It's. You know, I would have given him more, but it's again, it's more to do with the story, the fact that he's he's really been wasted in this film. His his story, his, his the thing that he's doing, uh, is completely over the top and and really odd. Mm. It it's, but it wouldn't have been the same film without him. Mm-hmm. It's it's yeah, the the it's absolutely crackers what they've got him doing in this, <laughs> but. My goodness, he's a he's a brilliant actor. It's just a sh- he should have been in a different Bond. I think. Do you think? I think so. Yeah, this one. He, yeah, I think he was he was wasted because Silver, the character, wasn't amazing. Um, I think he was because I always overanalyze the bad guys because I always like the bad guys, but he was just a bad guy, and he'd clearly gone mad, but his years and years of training sort of centred him a bit he was focused in a way that other bad guys are not mm. because he was obviously a spy for so long it's very scary it is very scary but again, I thought he was going to rape Bond yeah yeah it was yeah again performance it's just how much of that was 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 the actor did, mm-hmm. did, they, did they write that the idea that he'd get that close to him and start looking at his scars and 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 stroking his thighs? Mm. I don't know, but it's just yeah, wow, menacing, mm-hmm. menacing. Uh, and then of course Bond alluding that he he might be bisexual. Bond's just quick off the mark. I think he, yeah, was he is he or is he just saying it? I don't know. I think I think there's probably no limits to what he'd do for Queen and Country. And has done. And has done, yes. Um, Bond Girl. This is an interesting one for me. What are you giving for Bond Girl? Three. I'm giving a ten. Really? For reals. Um, because of that one scene? No. I am going to mention that scene. I think the scene in the Macau Casino mm-hmm. was brilliant. It was really good. And, and I... it showed that he was a good man. Yeah. For a cut- cutthroat mercenary, he's actually a good man. Yeah, his motivation is always to help people. Mm-hmm. That's that's what he wants to do, and it and he's a he's a sucker for a beautiful girl. It just it just instantly wants to help them. You're mm-hmm. gonna have to pay with sex, I'm afraid, but I am gonna help you, <laughs> <laughs> which is which is probably problematic. Now the reason why I've got Bond Girl in this because Bond Girl, the next Bond Girl is Money Penny. Mm-hmm. She fulfills the role of a Bond girl in this, and so we see her character's origin story. 
and to see her kick ass and all that carry on the fact that they have had a relationship and that's the reason why they are flirty with each other in a in a very safe non-sexual way now mm-hmm. because they've both been there done that they both understand that and so they they flirt with each other in the office i think that's brilliant and the idea that she was you know the reason why she is at that high within the the offices of of mi6 is not because she's very good at filing it's because she was a field a very good field agent mm-hmm. in the end who shot bond yeah i mean she said she didn't have a clear shot she did the the driving that she did and she was there on on maneuvers and you know i don't think it was necessarily her fault no so but my but <laughs> this is the one that will surprise you I've put M as a Bond girl in this. You have? Yeah. This is the girl that he's protecting all the way through. This is... She's a Bond girl in this. I thought you said last week you're only a Bond girl if you sleep with her. I know. I know. But I'm I'm looking at her... In this film, she has more on-screen time than Desmond Llewellyn has as Q in every single movie put together. She is... The dry, the, I, if anything, this isn't a Bond movie. This is an M movie. This is all about her. This is about um, atoning for her sins, as as it says. Yeah, it's think of think on your sins, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, it's very much her film. This it isn't a Bond film. Um, for her to get her to get her points from me, she needed to be in a category, and she is a Bond girl in this. He is, you know, she's driving the narrative and and Bond is trying to protect her all the way through. So that's why I give it a 10. Not, you know, if it was just, if it was just severing on her own, mm-hmm. then, then, then maybe it would be lower. But with Moneypenny and M, it really, and, you know, her performance in this is, is brilliant. I did like the light bulb bombs that she made. Yes, Shrapnel light bulb bombs, they were cool. Yeah, they went proper home alone. The home alone scene is is fine, but again, we'll we'll probably talk about that in plot because the idea of, oh, well, let's go to my ancestral home then and lead uh, breadcrumbs. No, no, go somewhere <laughs> where you can fortify it properly, lead him into a trap and capture him. Don't just go to some... Abandoned mansion. Oh, it doesn't make Anyway, yeah, so there we go. Three and ten. I know I've pulled a sneaky on that, but there you go. Mm. Uh, what did you give for Hench? Zero. A zero? How come? Well, I don't know who the henchmen were. It would have been Patrice. Who's Patrice? He's the guy that's doing all of the work that Bond throws off the building. Oh. I mean, he did. He did what he was meant to do. He went and stole those documents. He had a big old fight with Bond. Oh, yeah. He's the one that uh, he he got away with the the thing that he was told to do. He then went to carry out that assassination, and he did it. You know, he's he's very good at, at, at what he does. Oh. We're going to find out in the next film that he's a member of Spectre, right? And that that's where all this comes back because he'll be back again. Yeah, I thought I thought he was brilliant. I gave him an eight because. Unlike most henchmen, he got the job done. I just didn't like even the really bad think guy. About him. I think I don't know. I think I was distracted by the film itself, as you'll see when we get to bonus. So, okay, fair enough. Didn't even notice him. 
didn't notice him. Yeah, yeah I thought he's uh, he's a decent character. Gets 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 the job done. So a, a decent eight for me. He just he just didn't have uh, something. No, they they need something. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Give him give him give him robot legs. Something like that. <laughs> you know, just just make him a Bond baddie somehow. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a he's got a he's got a twitch. He's got Tourette's. He's the he's the he's the bad guy, you know, he's the henchman <laughs> with Tourette's. So <laughs> I, you know, something like that. I don't know. Uh what'd you give for gadgets? One. A one. I gave a five. The only gadgets I liked was the one that came out of the car. Yeah, I Again, I've been cheeky with my score. Yeah. All all we had in this was the the personalised gun and the tracker. Oh, probably the earpieces as well. You know, that he dropped in around. when he finished drink. Yeah. But the thing for me is that this is the introduction of Q. Mm-hmm. And he plays a really big part in this film. Mm-hmm. And that's what does it. You, you, it's it's more to do with Q than he doesn't it has count to... as a gadget, though. No, but he's he is the giver of gadgets, isn't he? He's <laughs> the give. I am the giver of gadgets. Yeah, it, you had the whole. You must be joking. Uh, the Goldfinger moment. Yeah, which is ace. And just on a sideline, he didn't get any points for this, but he's the voice of Paddington. <laughs> so Q is Q is yeah. Uh, Was it Ben Wivenshaw? Is it something like that? I just recently watched him in. This is gonna hurt. Yeah. Which is really good. Yeah, I think he's a Yeah, I think he's really, really good. I think that uh he plays a big part in this, really helps Bond and they straight away define their relationship of, you know, Bond being this grizzled yeah. agent, whereas he's, you know, this young what do you expect? exploding pens. It's brilliant. Uh Great writing, great, great acting, and it really worked. Again, it's all these little moments, all these Bond moments where you've got the ability to get a score off me. It's doing really well. Higher score though, just because you like Q. He's not a gadget. I think that's a bit naughty. Nobody's the quartermaster, isn't he? It's a bit naughty that. I've I've minused points because of Desmond Llewellyn's fingers before now. So it's not his fault. He's got gout. So and possibly dropsy. Yes. <laughs> dropsy and moxie. Uh what did you give for car? Six. A six, I gave it a ten. Because it was really it was a cool moment when the garage door opened and there was that car and the bond music. I'll give it that. Bam bam. Yeah, the the the, the, the gold finger chord came in mm-hmm. as soon as you saw it. Yeah, you had the yeah because you were there. You you had the Volkswagen Beetles, the three sixty excavator, some Audis and the Jaguars, and you're like, Ugh. and then the and then the DB five, and the DB five he uses. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not. It's not a company vehicle, as we know. He got it from. Um, he won it, didn't he? But he's had all those gadgets put into it, mm-hmm. and M knew that that was an ejector seat. Even though it's not a company car, because so she saw the button. Yeah, but you wouldn't automatically know that it's an ejector seat. But the spies, and she'd have the same sense of humor. So she must know, she must know what that car does, which is what it did in Goldfinger. So the, again, this is alluding to the fact that it's all one bond, and she knows full well what's what's going on with that with that car. It's very strange. It, this one really 
muddies the waters with the whole is is Daniel Craig one Bond and Roger Moore another and this one says this throughout the entire film no it's one Bond and it's just all muddled I think that which I'm not into that bit in the car though I think that's the difference um, in you know how you sometimes don't take cues from people or everything's dead black and white with you mm-hmm. I don't think it's anything to do with it with that what you just said I think it was just a joke between two spies right I think you've read too much into it. I, I, what are you saying? That you're saying it's because she knew it was the car and she knew he'd have this, that and the other done to it. I'm just saying when he flicked it up, it was a joke between two spies about having an ejector seat, whether it was or it wasn't. Yeah, she knew exactly what that was. That could have been anything. I know it could have been, but it was a joke between the two of them. I, I know it was a joke. But not necessarily because she knew it was actually an ejector seat. Yeah, because she said... I know she said, oh, you're missing my point, doesn't matter. Okay, but she knew it was ejector seat yes. the minute he did it. So she, she might... so she knows that this car is loaded and what it's loaded with. So that so everyone's familiar with that car. So that car has been, has been used in a mission before, though we've never seen it. Or she was just making a joke and she wasn't saying it was a car she'd seen before. He just made a quirk quick comment flick the thing up and you'd know automatically because it was a joke between spies not necessarily it was actually an ejector seat could have been anything yeah but she knew it was an ejector seat oh never mind (laughs) missing my point yeah uh so right move on from cars then what are you giving for plot three crap yeah i've film's crap no one cares i love judy dennis no one cares about him you know, you don't want a story about Emmy, you want a story about Bond? Yeah. Silly. I've given it a six because the film itself is is really good looking. This the cinematography is amazing. That the whole Ministry of Magic feeling, <laughs> the the Blade Runner feeling, the silhouettes fighting against it's and then again with the fire at the end with bond running through the 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 you know the orange background this film looks beautiful it did go a bit kung fu didn't it when they were in macau yeah it's it's and you were commenting you know on the purple ground and all that carry on mm-hmm. in the in the, the the wet floor the even the rain in this is 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 part of the film mm-hmm. uh, when they're in london i think it's a beautiful looking thing um Plot-wise, though, I mean, he gets done wrong. Mm-hmm. So he he goes against the British government. He starts making some money on the side. He then steals the the information regarding the the identities of of secret agents, and he starts releasing them five at a time each week. Until what? Until M gives herself up. Yeah. And what does he do anyway? He just waits for the inquiry and then goes and kills her. Goes goes and attempts to kill her. It's all about distraction. Yeah, but if he had just done that, it would have been laughing. Why why go to why get captured and have to rely on such a convoluted way of escaping, which includes throwing tube trains at Bond perfectly timed? 
why go through all of that when all you're going to do is wait for this inquiry and then go in and attack her? He may as well have just done that. Because he liked to challenge himself. That's why Bond left in breadcrumbs. No, it, it's it's ridiculous is what it is. It's it's completely over the top. He's He has... If he has got the information that he's got and he's he has the power that he has and he's he can get M whenever he wants, he could just do it. Mm-hmm. Just do it. It's very it's very odd. It's this is where I why I say that he was wasted because he's a brilliant villain, but they've given him ridiculous motivation. And yeah, this this The whole film was silly though. Yeah. It was a silly Oh idea. it was a, it was a silly film. And it's, like you say, it's nothing really to do with Bond. It is to do with Bond's origin story. Because when you get to the end of this film, Moneypenny's where she should be. Mm -hmm. Q's where he should be. He walks into that office to go and meet M. And it's a man. We've been waiting for a man. It's meant to be a man. (laughs) Or whatever they're thinking. And he's got that leather padded door mm-hmm. just like with the Roger Moore bonds uh, with Bernard Lee so we at that point and I think that's why we get the the gun barrel shot at the end of this film mm-hmm. is because this is saying well from now on this is bond yeah but they shouldn't have used it in any of the others then if these if the other ones are set up films and he's not quite bond, he's not quite bond, it's not quite bond, we're getting to bond, don't worry. Here's all the ingredients and this film fulfills that and says, by the way, the next film is gonna be bond, because we're there now. <laughs> well, I think that's what they were doing. They did it all the wrong place in the other film anyway. Exactly. So it's it's a bit messy. They've had a they've had this idea, but the execution hasn't been brilliant on it. But again, I still love I liked watching the film. I thought the film was beautiful. Just the plot was... Silly. Silly. Uh, what about Leia? Three. Three. I've given it a six. Well, Bonds was better. Yeah. Yeah, Skyfall was a good layer. It's nice to, for Bonds have a layer for, for a change, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's where the final that's where the final fight is. It's a shame it's not real and it was just constructive for the film. Yeah, we, we were going to look, weren't we? Because you know we can go and have Men's a drive Glen- up Scotland and Men's have been a look. Glencoe, but it's not. No, it's not Glen. There. No. Yeah. Deary me, Silver had uh, his island, mm-hmm. but that was all a bit dusty and. It's too clean. A bit to horrible. Be and, yeah, isn't it? All that the server room that we first met him in was a bit horrible and nasty, and yeah. the the whole place was dilapidated falling apart and it just no no he's he would be enjoying his money and being someone surely i don't know yeah it was very odd to be in an abandoned town yeah but again the whole thing was odd so none of it really it's just nonsensical yeah i gave more points probably for for skyfall uh, that I did for Silver's place, like, and, and to be fair, that's that's probably higher than it should be, but it just looked. Did look nice. It did look nice. The setting was really, really nice. Yeah. Um, it felt like it. It felt historical. It felt it real. Did. It really felt feel very authentic. So, so very, very well done to the to the set designers and this. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, we're moving on to, to bonus. Four. A four flip? I've given it a 15. No, it's a pant. It just was a, it was a rubbish film. Right, okay. I was daft. It was just daft. One spy is going to defend the head of MI6. One. Just one. Yeah. One that she's declared unfit, one that is declared unfit for duty. I mean, that in itself is very Bond, but you're, you're right in the insane in the first place that this shouldn't be a Bond movie. It's all about M. Yeah, you're not going to get anywhere near the head of MI6. What are you talking about? There'd be tons of people throwing themselves in front of her. Yeah, and the idea of this one agent taking her off somewhere in where she's ca- exposed. Yeah, in her car. He and got leave in her- breadcrumbs. She's just been assassinated and he got in her car. Before she did. Sorry, attempted assassination. Yeah, yeah. And he, no, sorry. Um, it had lots of nice points to this. It didn't get any for reception. What did you give time. it? I gave it 15. Oh, are you? Um, you had, you know, the kim- the kimono dragons. I mean, I liked the idea that he jumped on the back of it just like in Live and Let Die mm-hmm. with, the, with the crocs and alligators. But the, the dragons themselves looked... Terrible. They did, yeah. Uh, Especially the second one that he jumped on. Yeah, when when Bond does CGI, it sticks out because it's you know it does practical effects. We've gone through that, lads. Do you remember the tsunami at the end of? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? We don't need any of that back again, do we? I gave him. I've given a lot of bonus points for the supporting cast for this. Ralph Fiennes, Albert Finney, Rory, uh, Rory Kinnear again, uh, Helen McCrory, McCroy, McCroy. Mm-hmm. Just, Narcissa Malfoy. Just playing really good, believable parts and and adding flavour to the whole thing. Again, I think it's a, a beautiful, well-directed, well-put-together film for the most part, but the main storyline really let it down. That said, the individual points of this, I've scored really highly. And, mm. and the, you know, the bonus, yeah, 15. I'd, I could watch this again now and be happy enough that I'm watching it again because yeah. because of you know watch it again 15 minutes after you just watched it yeah very unlike you I know because it's it's a beautiful film it's a it's a filmmaker's film it feels like oh no I just thought his pants make my eyes bleed <laughs> what did you give overall 47 47 wow that's yeah, really bad. low it was rubbish I feel like I've wasted an hour and 90 minutes of my life really yeah Wow. Okay, I I give it's a ninety six. This is <laughs> this is higher than Goldfinger for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know how these things happen. I this is the thing when you when we're doing a a film series like this, and we're we're going at the beginning. Maybe I was being a little bit more reserved with my score because I know that there's better things to come or what have you. And so I was being a bit, nope, I've only given that or whatever. Um, it's, it's hard to tell. I didn't think that I was going to like Craig as much as I did. I like him. He's great. So, He's really, really good. It's just the rest of the stupid, silly story. Okay, fair enough. The next one we're going to watch is Spectre. And this is this is one that a lot of people don't like. Mm. I like it. It's the one, it's the, the Craig film that I've watched the most of. Uh, Christopher Waltz, Dave Batista as the as the henchman. Oh, yeah. It, yeah, it's 
it feel this next one for me feels like a Bond movie. Right. I can't say because sometimes when you say it's something you like, I really love it, or I'll sit there thinking, "What the hell are we watching here?" Yeah. So I couldn't say whether I can. I'm gonna like it. We'll see what happens. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. This one I wasn't looking forward to, but ended up enjoying it. Yeah. Except for the plot. <laughs> uh, so we'll see. We'll see what happens with Spectre. Okay. Right. Who's the bad guy? Christopher Waltz. Who is he though? He's playing Ernst Davros Blofeld. But who is he? What do you mean? What else is he in? Uh, Django Unchained. He's he's the one that trains. Oh, Fox. the Belgian fella. Yeah. All oh, right. Okay. I'm yeah. with you. Oh well, he'd be great, won't he? he yeah, he is. Because he is great. He's a, you. You would have seen him as as Blofeld in the in the last one. Right. Yeah. Do you remember he was he was um, you know spoiler alert for you, but he's captured at the end, isn't he? He's in a he's in a Hannibal Lecter style glass case, isn't he? Oh yeah, yeah. So this is the this next one is the one how he ends up in that glass case. How did you get in that glass case? <laughs> what did you do for them to put you in that glass case? What an odd place to put a prisoner. I thought for a minute there you were going into oh I've lay awake at night dreaming of being put in a glass cake yeah, see, that's what I thought yeah. <laughs> what was it I said to you before yesterday about the milk how much how much was the milk oh 150 150 115 oh right yeah and all I half all I heard was half a denari yeah. for my life story yeah. <laughs> half a denari for a bleeding life story right should we go away yeah you, you want to forget that don't you yeah. All right, fair dues. I suppose I. I wish I'd had a sleep. If I just like, I should have cuddled you or something on your chest and gone to sleep. Yeah. You wouldn't have noticed. No, you have. You're having leg elevations, weren't you? Yes. That's all leg. That's all foot. That's all foot. You had to elevate. Yeah, I did. I was letting the Daleks down, man. <laughs> right, and uh, we'll okay. see you in a minute. Then enjoy yeah. yourselves. Okay. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>